The fault. We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roach Show. Turn up your mind. To enter Bucha now, you have to drive past a graveyard of Russian tanks. Ukrainian troops kicked the Russians out of this Kyiv suburb and once again are in charge. But for five weeks, Russian soldiers occupied Bucha, destroyed much of it, and imposed a reign of terror. Today, residents were coming out of hiding. In front of their building, Valentina and her friend said Russian soldiers went apartment to apartment, mostly searching for men. They were breaking open doors with axes and sledgehammers, she says. If you talked back, they shot you. She wanted to show me something behind the building. She's saying one of her neighbors was so frightened because the Russian soldiers were banging on his door that he jumped out of that window on the third floor and came landing on the ground. He didn't die, hurt himself, but managed to escape. He thought the Russians were just going to shoot him dead. Desperation. A few feet away was a grave Valentina dug with her friend. You put up a cross. You buried four people here? Two were our neighbors, she says. We don't know who the other two are, but buried them anyway. She says all four of them were machine gunned by Russian troops. She doesn't know why. Please don't let this happen again, she says. We are regular, hard-working people. Down the street, the Abramov family was in their home when Russian soldiers threw a grenade through the window and set fire to the house. <laughs> Vladimir and his daughter Irina came running out in the cold in slippers. They started to ask, where are the Nazis? Give us their addresses, he says. They said we are Russians, we came to liberate you. The soldiers grabbed Irina's husband, Oleg, and took him out in front of the house. They make him take his sweater off, then they put him on his knees and shot him in the head. I went on the street and blood was still pumping from his head. Oh my God. Oh my God. And, and there, you know, there, does Richard Engel speak Ukrainian? I, I, I did not know that. I don't, uh, there must be a translator, but doesn't it look like he's actually understanding? Yeah, it does. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I, I'm getting pretty good at reading Cyrillic. Uh, that is crazy, but I've been trying really hard because there's so many reports that are, you know, filmed in Ukraine and the street signs and the, the, the names of places and things like that. And once you start to learn it, you realize, oh, it just says zone. <laughs> it's not that complicated, but it uh, it looks really difficult to understand until you understand. And then it's like, oh, so that means airport. <laughs> okay, I got it. But anyway, there's a lot going on. Um, right now, it looks like there's a Russian reset. I don't know what to say. Uh, they are planning their invasion yet again. They scrapped their first war plan because they lost. And instead, you know, you don't you don't really want to fight the same battle twice, but Putin does. So they're going to fight it again 
in Donbass. They're going to fight again for this eastern portion of Ukraine. Now, Bucha, as you now know, because I think we've all become like a geo-oriented uh, to Ukraine, is a suburb of Kiev, Kiev. And uh, it's up north, you know, and it's more to the west. So they're going to come in through that Russian border that they have uh, with Ukraine and try and take these uh, cities that they've been unable to take in eight years. You know, there is there really was a shooting war going on between Ukraine and Russia in the Donbass region because the people who live in the Donbass region who are of Ukrainian uh, origin while they're Russian speakers, they don't want to be under the, 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 the government of Vladimir Putin. They're not stupid. And so they've been actually fighting for their independence since what, 2014? How many years is that, everybody? How many years? So this has been going on a really long time. And now Putin is going to try and finally take it and some other land masses, you know, that are in the way, like uh, this, this, this brutality, this, this disgusting uh, unprofessional military of his that went into Mar- Mariupol, Mariupol, that went into Mariupol. I know the, the whole media is calling it Mariupol. Mar- Mar- I can't even say it wrong anymore. Okay, they call it Mariupol. They're adding letters to it. It's Mariupol. And just so you know, the reason why it's called Mary is because it's named after yes, Mother Mary. And when you see like Mary. And then P-O-L at the end, it's sort of like town, you know, like Hagerstown or Edgarstown or town, you know, like that. So anyway, it's Mariupol. So now he want, you know, he just uh, reduced that place to ashes. And what's really insane is that the people there are Russian speakers. They are people who, you know, have a total relationship to Russia, Russia's culture, Russia's language. And they are beside themselves trying to figure out why is what they call, thought was a fraternal country uh, killing them why are they but the really sick part of the story the really disgusting underbelly of the story the one that very few people are willing to tell some some will like uh, the people that are there they will tell you the uh, members of parliament in Ukraine, the Ukrainian president, uh, Zelensky, his chief of staff, uh, all of them will tell you what's really going on there. And what's really going on there is these Russian troops came in and they are poorly led. They have low education levels. They have zero ability to be um, inventive or creative or, you know, uh, intuitive. They're just very, very stupid, poor rural guys from the crazy beet farmer part of Russia who were conscripted, meaning drafted, into this. They got there. They didn't know why they were there. They couldn't figure out what they were there for. And then somebody told them, and they decided they were hungry. They decided that they were bored. They decided that they were freaked out by the whole situation. And so they started looting. They started looting, looting to get food at first, looting to get vodka, looting to get stuff. Now they're into stealing televisions and computer terminals and washing machines. Swear to God, they don't know what they're doing and they don't know what to do about not knowing what they're doing. And so they're drinking. They're drinking. You know, listen, this this um, stereotype of Russians being, uh, you know, very drunk all the time. It's uh, it's kind of true. It is. It's kind of true. So uh, the soldiers who are the younger version are 
getting tons and tons and tons of vodka, tons and tons of it from the houses. They're getting tons of alcohol. They're getting wasted, like seriously, bizarrely drunk. And then they go looking for women and they rape them. And that is what people don't want to discuss, the war crime that is the rape, the raping. We know about the ashes. We know about the bombing. We know about the, ins- the, 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 the war of aggression based on nothing, nothing at all but Vladimir Putin's desire to, to, just to exterminate and liquidate an entire population of people because his economy sucks, because his people aren't happy with him, because he decided that he's 70. God only knows if he's sick. God only knows if he's got cancer, as some people are rumored uh, to say they know that he does. And so he has nothing left to lose, and he might as well make his stand, and he might as well try in his end days to uh, rebuild this fantastical empire in his head that hasn't existed since 1991 and really even before. But his soldiers are raping 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds. They're raping 80-year-olds. They're raping 90-year-olds. They're raping uh, old ladies. They're raping everything and anything. These are war crimes. Everyone knows it. Know what the problem is? Know what it is? Where are you going to try him? And he knows that. He freaking knows it. And he also knows he can't lose. If he loses, guess who's not going to be president anymore? And as long as he's president, just like here, you can't try him. Clear for takeoff. Randy Rhodes, Air Force. Air 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 Force. RandyRhodes.com. So we all know democracy does not look the way it ought to look. And a lot of us know that the reason is because of money in politics. I want to show you a new podcast. It's called Democracy Decoded. It's a podcast by the Campaign Legal Center. And it looks at government and it discusses innovative ways that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, more inclusive democracy. The host is Simone Leeper, and she speaks with experts from across the political spectrum and takes a deep dive into the forces fueling our election. Not just in the nation's capital, but at all levels of government. Democracy Decoded will take you on a journey. It looks really into the nuts and bolts of the campaign finance system. And it looks at the effects of secret spending at both the federal and state level, explores where and how foreign governments are spending to attempt to influence American elections and our foreign policy. Listen, tune in and learn more. Find it at democracydecoded.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.